It had contained the fire like a submarine door keeps water out of compartments, but the blaze had left the metal twisted and melted off its hinges, while causing only minor smoke damage. Assured they had finished their tasks, Kevin and Gilbert had headed outside for a status update when the captain called all the crews out of the building. There were no visible flames, but some hot spots would undoubtedly flare up before their work was finished. They'd take a break and stick around to make sure. With the water pumps relatively quiet and his SCBA mask off, Kevin could overhear random discussions as the firefighters sucked in fresh air and munched protein bars to replenish their energy before they went back in. He heard a few employees sobbing as they clustered around the ambulances. No serious injuries had been reported. Everyone had gotten out with little more than minor smoke inhalation issues. Odd for there to be more than a dozen people working so late in a bakery. Maybe they had a lot of holiday orders to fill. Did someone get Quincy? A man's voice asked. Paul said he'd get him. A woman replied. Paul's in the other ambulance. I don't see Quincy. Another woman responded. He's still in my apartment, the man said, his voice rising with concern. Before Kevin or anyone else could react, the man had pulled away from the EMTs and rushed back into the building. Kevin was closest to the entrance, so he pulled his mask and helmet on and raced in after him. Smoke floated up from smoldering beams and pieces of wall and ceiling, but he caught up to the guy at the base of a staircase. Stop, sir. Go outside. I'll handle this. The dog! He's in my apartment. I can hear him. The guy pulled out of Kevin's grasp and headed upstairs with Kevin right on his heels. He knew what might happen before it did, and he wasn't fast enough to stop it. The guy grabbed for the doorknob and pulled his hand back in shock. The metal knob was still hot from the fire, even if this area hadn't burned. The stairs were scorched and damp, and Kevin didn't have a good enough idea of how stable their supporting structure was. Neither of them should be here right now. Go outside, I'll get your dog. No! Yes, Kevin shouted. He couldn't just drag the guy down the steps, but he wanted to. He shoved him out of the way and reached for the knob, warm even through his thick gloves. He could hear the dog whimpering on the other side. When he opened the door, the Irish setter inside reared back in fear. Kevin knew he looked like a spaceman. He pulled the mask away to speak. Here, doggy. Come here. He reached out and waited for the dog to come. Quincy? No luck. Kevin went inside and the dog ran into the bedroom. There was smoke near the ceiling, but the dog had been safe at floor level. Kevin crouched after him, trying to keep his own lungs free of smoke without the SCBA on. Quincy? Still no luck. Hey, bakery guy! Kevin shouted, wishing he didn't have to. He hoped the guy was outside, safe and not hovering. What? Where's Quincy? Still in the bedroom. Kevin took a step into the room. He couldn't fail to notice a feather boa, in rainbow colors, draped across the top of the mirror and a stack of magazines with buff, shirtless guys on the night table as he followed the sound of the dog's thumping tail. He was under the bed. The guy took a few paces into the room. Quincy, we have to go now. Who wants a walkie? he said in that tone people use to talk to dogs. Kevin crouched on the floor and noticed a little basket on the lower shelf of the night table. Was that? No, it couldn't be. Or was it? He looked again, thinking he'd spotted a thick black dildo. On third glance, it was just a flashlight nestled with a couple of candles and a pack of matches. 
In winter, the power went out fairly often in town, thanks to Christmas trees and people over-decorating their homes and garish lights. In fact, Kevin kept a flashlight and candles next to his bed, too. He reached under the bed, and instead of feeling a piece of dog, he ended up with another magazine. Not a fashion or workout mag. This one deserved to be under the bed. He tossed it onto the bed and waved the guy over. Suddenly, he looked a little redder in the face, but he bent down. Quincy? Kevin's radio crackled. Flint, what's going on there? I'm sending someone in with you. No, he replied. Just getting a dog. He's scared under the bed. Out in a minute, tops. Hurry up. On the way. He turned back to the guy. You have ten seconds to get the dog or I'm carrying your crazy ass down those stairs. With or without the damn dog. Oh, when you put it that way. The guy's voice was flirty, as if they weren't in a building that might collapse at any second.